0: how to increase in the anointing how many want to how many want to be taught how do you increase i mean we know the anointing comes from god but how do we increase in this anointing right we all want to walk in higher levels of god's anointing but there is a process this is a there's a path there's a way so 1 john 2:20 it says but you have an anointing from the holy one and you know all things let's stop right there because we know that the word says you know all things not just some things. God says you know all things because you have an anointing and that anointing comes from the Lord. That means you have the ability to be able to prophesy as God speaks and directs and anoints you to do so. That means you have an ability to literally have the wisdom of God to know how to maneuver through that that difficult situation at home. That means God gives you supernatural power and you have wisdom beyond your natural ability to figure things out, it is an endowment that comes from the Holy Ghost. So it says, and we know that the word does not lie, I'm going to read it again, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Right now somebody's confidence should increase the word says i know all things maybe i don't think i know all things but the word says i know all things then therefore i need to position myself in the word and with and and the the path that god has already laid out in his word so i literally walk in what he says i can walk it right so the word anointing or the unction the unction okay the root word is is charisma which means a smearing or a special endowment It's in you, church, okay, because he is in you. So the anointing, his divine endowment, okay, the ability to possess or inherit something is in you because it comes from God and it is his spirit. So number one, we need to know, comes from the Lord and it's in us. He's in us, right? Everyone has an anointing, but your anointing can grow. It can grow. How many of you can testify to that? Like, you know you've walked in a measure of, of the anointing, but you also know that you've reached a certain point in your life where you need more. You, you need more because the assignments that are now being sent against you, okay, the, the level of the demonic that are be, that is being sent against you, you can tell you need a higher level of an anointing in your life. Does that make sense to some of you? Is that bearing witness? So then, yes, therefore, you're in the right place and the right time. God has brought you here tonight so that you can hear this word, so that you can hear this word, so we can learn, right? We all want to learn. We all want to add to our learning. We want to grow, Right? And we know that the word is what teaches us, right? So everyone needs the anointing. You need your anoint the anointing of God to be a good husband, to be a good wife. Amen. Some people go, well, I don't need the anointing. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a teacher. I'm not. You need the anointing to just be a good person, to be a good student, to be a good to be a good mother, a good father. You need the anointing to be a good son, a good daughter. You need the anointing of God to be able to take care of your babies in the right way. You need the anointing of God to be able to have that business and let that business prosper and give God the glory. You need the anointing. We need the anointing in everything that we do. Not just if you're a preacher, not just if you are a teacher of the word. You need the anointing because God jesus said he is the anointed one and if jesus the anointed one lives on the inside of us and he says i want you to receive the fullness of who i am therefore he said in his word he has put himself in you his anointing in you christ the anointed one on the inside of us there's a reason for it because those powers and principalities that try to come against every single individual and when you said yes to jesus and when you literally consecrated your life unto the Lord and say, well, I need you more. I want to go deeper. I want to literally read this word. I want to be in this word. I want this word to be on the inside of me. When you were serious and you really committed your life to the Lord and those demons rose up against you, you definitely need the anointing of God to destroy those strongholds and to chop off the head of the enemy because the enemy wants to come and kill, still, and destroy. But God. Someone say, but God. Not on my watch, devil. So you can have a natural ability to teach and to preach. And you may have a natural ability to teach and preach, and many people do. They have a natural ability. But unless you are anointed by God to preach and to teach, unless you're literally anointed by God, it's just intellectual information, and it doesn't transform anybody. That's, that's the thing about the anointing. It causes a transformation, first in your life, and then in the people that you touch. The anointing of God is going to transform you and then it's going to go forth and transform the people that are around you, the people that God has you to minister to, and there are people that God has you to minister to. So we must be anointed to fulfill every call in our lives. Amen? When God called you, he did not ask you for permission, nor did he ask you if you thought you could do it. He didn't ask you for permission and he didn't ask you, hey, do you think you can do this? He didn't ask you if you thought he had, as a matter of fact, many people, that's the problem. That's, it's your ability that you think you have that has shortchanged your anointing. Some people, I feel strong, I can do that. No, you can't. Why don't you just sit down junior? Because you cannot, because it's something you think you can do, you've just disqualified yourself. It's in the areas that you don't think you can do it that God says, no, now, now I can use you. Now I can use you in that area because there's none of you left. If there's still too much of you, and you think you're so ready. You think you're so, you think you're so hot. You think you're so ready. There's all pride and self-exaltation and being puffed up. And God says, no, I'll use you in the areas that you didn't want me to use you. I'll use you in the areas that you thought you were so weak. Good, now I can use you. This is how it works, church. It is how it works. You can think, you can look around, you can go, wow, I know there are people that I know, you can say, that I know that are more qualified, that are more, they're they're more prepared, they've gone through more schooling, they've got these accolades, they've got all these things. They can do so much better than I can do. What am I doing? How many of you ever feel that way? Wow, do we have a shy crowd tonight? How many of you feel that way? Yeah, I do. Are you kidding? But I know one thing. God has called you. God has called me. And when God calls you, he equips you. And he equips us in the areas that we didn't think we could do it. So that he gets all the glory. But how do we increase in this anointing? We know that. We know that, right? You guys know that part. Let's turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians 13, 13. It says, now, faith, hope, and love remains. But the greatest of these is love. Love, Love. charity. It means a love feast, okay, which just really means fellowship with the Father. That's really what it means. So the greatest of these is love fellowship with the father releases the rhema word in your life the rhema word in your life is the word that breaks the yokes and it is the word that brings victory in your life it is the word the rhema word from spending time in fellowship with him that increases your anointing it's plain and simple you want more anointing spend more time in the secret place you want to increase your anointing? You want to be able to chop the devil, the devil's head off? You want to stomp on his territory? Spend more time in the secret place. The more time you spend in the secret place, the more you are given a supernatural ability to carry out the assignments that are God assignments in your life. And you don't have to figure anything out. You just get to be. Be. You, are, you literally are going to be in his presence. You're literally going to sit and let him saturate him with his calling upon your life amen yeah. so with the rhema word is what's being released when you spend time in the secret place with the lord and it's also important to know he's not leading you from the outside he's leading you from the inside amen. he's not leading you out here and you're trying to keep your eyes where's jesus what is he doing he's in you He's in you. And so he's leading you from the inside. So we need to be able to connect with the spirit of the living God and learn how to walk in sync with Holy Spirit, right? When we walk in sync with Holy Spirit, then we know literally how to release the anointing that's already been deposited inside. So... Here's here's the difference. We've got people that want to try to walk in an anointing, but you've missed it, it's within you. Learn to tap into the power of God. Learn to sit with Him. Learn to release what's already put on the inside of you. So the day that I realized that, it was like transformative in my life, in my mind, because I realized I'm not chasing after something that's out here someplace, it's within me, He's within me. I just get to learn how to walk in sync with Holy Spirit, who is my Father, My good, good father, and I get to learn how to hear from him, right? And as I hear from him and then do take those steps of faith, take those risks, and just do call out that word, speak that thing, speak what he is telling telling you to speak, which is an operation of faith, then you see the miraculous. You keep your mouth closed, you see nothing, right? So some of you need to go, wait a minute, the Lord is within me, the Spirit of God is within me, He, it's the unction. Remember I said one of the words of the anointing is the un, is the unction, right? There's an unction. Well, I feel like I should be, sad. I don't even know why I'm thinking this, or but I feel like I, I want to say, it's the unction of the Holy Spirit. As you train yourself to literally listen to that unction, He gives you more. Your faith g- grows and you get more boldness to do and to follow what He's, What he's put in you, right? So 1 John 2.27, we already read 1 John 2.20. Now 1 John 2.27 says that he has taught you as you abide, which just proves the point that I just made that your anointing will grow the more time that you spend in the presence of God. So here, the whole verse, it says, but the anointing which you have received from whom? from him abides in you see we can stop right there and get the fullness of what this is because I'm making this point the the anointing that you have received from the Lord abides in you and remember I already we already read that he gives you all understanding the ability to understand all all. And then it goes on and it says in that you do not need that anyone teach you, but just as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. So right there, reiterating abiding in Christ, fellowship with the father, right? When we fellowship with him. So it's the anointing that that abides in in us. It's the anointing as we abide in him because it's a two-way street. It's fellowship, right? So He who dwells in the secret place of the most high God shall, what, abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 91.1. Psalm 91.1. So to abide is to remain in unbroken fellowship. Uh, We all want this. We all want this. Unbroken fellowship. So if the word says we are to abide, and to abide is to remain in unbroken fellowship, then it is possible. Maybe not always easy, but possible right? So we need to say, Lord, teach me how to abide in unbroken fellowship because I, want, I don't want there to be nothing that's going to shortchange, you know, just the anointing of my life. And it happens all the time. There's a short circuiting. God said something, but you were distracted or busy or too fearful or didn't think it was the Lord or whatever, and you missed it. And we've all done it, but thank God for his mercy. Thank God that he is continually teaching us how to really understand to walk and how to walk in this beautiful, beautiful gift, which is the gift of his son, that literally his spirit that is, is deposited on the inside of us. It's beautiful. So abide, unbroken fellowship. And to dwell, well to dwell means to abide, but it also means to sit, to remain, to abide. But my favorite is to be inhabited. Isn't that an awesome word? To be inhabited by the presence and the power of God. That's why I even said today, and I've said this before, but about being possessed with the Holy Spirit, Amen. when the Lord literally said that to me, possessed with the Holy Spirit. Well, the, for my first reaction was, "Oh no, that's not good," you know, because we automatically think that word "possessed" and you just you're expecting like you know the eyes open, the head to spin and you're expecting something demonic, right? Because you now that word was so taken by the demonic realm that if you hear "possess," but come on, we, we possess. Do you have a car? Do you own a car? You possess that car. Do you have a house? You possess that house. Well, maybe not fully, but at least, you know, you can walk in there and you got the key, you can open the door, right? Let me just explain what I'm talking about. Came home from a service. It was an incredible miracle service, glory outpouring. I was clueless as to what just happened. Everyone's coming up to me saying, oh my goodness, and this, and then this, and then that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, where was I? You know, <laughs> like what happened? I, and like, I kind of know, like, oh yeah. Like as they're saying it, I'm being put into remembrance as they're saying it. But before, it just felt like a blur. So now that they're saying it, I'm like, that's true. Yeah, that did happen. Oh oh yeah, you know, I'm like, I, and then I'm like, I gotta watch the replay. <laughs> I should just watch the replay to find out what happened. And so I go home, and I'm like talking to the Lord about it. I'm like, okay, is there, this seems a little weird, a little odd. Like, why don't I remember a lot of the things that happened in the glory? Like, what happened? And it continues to happen, it's not just a one-time thing. And the Lord says, because you're possessed by the Holy Spirit. Wait, what? Possessed by the Holy Spirit? It's a little, a little weird, and he says, no. It's no. He says not weird at all. He says when you're possessed you're completely given over you're completely given over and i'm the one that overtakes you and so you're literally moving in a whole nother realm that is why it's not your conscious mind it's not something that you consciously do it's not your own human effort it is you're you're literally being taken over by my holy spirit that's why it's hard to remember some of these things and then i thought oh my goodness because that's why there's so many healings and so many incredible miraculous things because it's not you It's the power of God that overwhelms and overtakes you, and so he told me that, I thought, oh my goodness, that is the most beautiful thing, like I love that, but at first it was a little shocking, right, and so that's why whenever I say now, it's like, we get to be possessed by the Holy Spirit. I want to be possessed by the Holy Spirit. I yield myself to be fully possessed by him. I don't want any of Kathy. I want all of Jesus. I want all of Jesus to fill this vessel. I don't want any of my abilities. I don't want, no, what abilities? It's all surrendered unto him, right? And when you have this kind of a heart, which only he can give, but you can ask for it, then guess what, things start to change you literally start walking in a whole nother level. But yes, it takes a surrendered heart. He will lead us from the inside, not the outside. But we have to learn to be led by the anointing and get this, not become a copycat of somebody else. Okay, now this is something that is not always talked about, but it really does need to be talked about. Okay, Proverbs 3, 5. I going to give you a scripture first, then I'm going to talk about it a little bit. But Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. We know we have to get a ram- We must get a rhema word from him in order to follow under the anointing of God. Now, let me just give you, I'm going to set this up. I have literally, the Lord in and through me, choked demons and watched them leave. But of course I had to choke the individual to choke the demons. But I had to choke the person to get the demon out. And I've got eyewitnesses here. I have had to hit, not that I've had to, it's just the anointing, it's the unction of God. I've had to hit demons on the person's back and stomach in order for them to, be loo- to loose their host. Oh, yeah. But you cannot make a doctrine out of this. Hearing from the Holy Spirit is the key. And being completely given over unto what he tells you to do is the key. You can't copy somebody else's anointing. You cannot, do not copy somebody else's anointing. You need to rely on the Holy Spirit just as much as I do. We all do. We need to rely on the Holy Spirit. If you hit someone, which I do not encourage you to do this, but if you just say, I'm gonna try, and you hit somebody without the anointing, You just might get hit back. Just saying. Warning. I've never been hit back. I've never, never, in the name of Jesus, never have they ever laid a hand. Because it's always the unction of the Holy Spirit that rises up on the inside of me. It is not me. I become a whole other person. (laughs) Remember, I was the shy, timid one? What happened to me? Got possessed with the Holy Spirit. (laughs) It's right, it's true. So, the Proverbs 3 and and 5. Lean not on your own understanding. We can't copy someone else's anointing. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit. So, many people have told me, wow, you have an anointing. You remind me of Catherine Coleman. Here's what people do when someone says, here's what some people will do if somebody says something like that. They try to act like that individual. Stop. Like if somebody tells you, "Oh, you remind me of so and so," okay, and they had this great, powerful ministry. Catherine Coleman, for those that don't know, had a, she was you know, an evangelist, and she had a healing anointing, and people with all kinds of crazy, radical miracles in her in her ministry. But that's the anointing that God gave her, that's right. right? And so when people say to you and like when they said to me and over and over i've lost track of how many people have said that oh you remind me of katherine coleman well that's that's great there's a similarity there's a similarity but god doesn't make any copycats he doesn't make any duplicates you are an original and you need to seek the lord for the full calling of what he has given you and not try to be somebody that god has not made you to be because if you try to do that you shortchange yourself god has more for you what if he wanted you to do so so much more but you stop because you try to be somebody or not because somebody called you by their name hey that's fine people just you know they know what they know they see what they see praise God don't fall into the trap of that do not fall into that trap it's important so in second corinthians 121 it says he who establishes you and anoints you is God so it's great that there is maybe some similarities to somebody that's like, wow, that was, that's awesome, praise God. You could pray into it, and I have. I've prayed into it. Lord, I thank you for what you have given me. I thank you it comes from you. I thank you, Lord God, that, that and I just want, I'm, I'm believing for more. I'm believing for more for all of you, every one of you. And I know you're believing for more for yourself. But the Bible says, he who establishes you and anoints you is God. So this is a really good time to mention this. <clears throat> There's a false teaching that says that you can grab the anointing from a deceased person by laying on their grave and sucking the anointing or the mantle this is an unbiblical practice that you can lay on a grave of a deceased person that walked in some powerful anointing and you can try to extract you know take hold of the anointing that they once had and the mantles that they walked in have anyone heard this has has anybody you've heard it a couple a couple so a lot of you are like what yeah it's totally demonic it's totally demonic okay this is unbiblical the reference that they use here's the reference um old testament when there was a a body that was thrown into elisha's grave elisha had died and then there was a dead man they took the dead man and they threw it into elisha's grave and then that dead man came to life right came to life so they use the scripture as Wow, because Elisha's bones, the man was dead. But when the other man was thrown into the same grave, that other man came back to life because there's still an anointing on that dead person because he hasn't fully fulfilled the call of God. It's just kind of waiting somewhere for someone to grab hold of it. No, this is really close to necromancy. First of all, this dead person didn't go seeking for the anointing of this dead man, the Elisha. He didn't go seeking after it. He was just thrown in there. So the man rose up and he was dead and now he's alive. But that doesn't mean that that dead man was seeking The anointing of somebody else. This is a demonic practice. This is idolatry, church. It is idolatry. You are to seek God for the anointing and not a dead man and not a live person either. Like you can, I believe in the transference of spirits. I believe in the impartation, absolutely. But the fullness of the gift comes from the Lord. And you can't be walking in compromise. You can't be allowing this kind of unbiblical teaching because you just wanna walk in the fullness of the anointing. No, you want to walk in the fullness of the obedience to the Lord first and let God teach you, let God fill you, and you stay in the secret place and let God fill you with everything he called you to walk in. It's dangerous. It's dangerous ground. To think anything else is dangerous ground. Anointing comes from God, not the dead. It's idolatry. It opens you up to a spirit of necromancy where you are calling upon the dead for answers. Unbiblical practice, guys. Unbiblical practice. We don't want that. No, thank you. So the Bible says in John, if you need another scripture to back that up, John 3, 27, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. We can't receive anything unless it's been given to us from the Lord, right? So you may, you may have a a similar anointing, you know, with someone that, someone else, you may have a similar anointing, um, but yet what you have still comes from God, right? And Can that person lay hands on you and can there be an impartation? Of course, of course there can be an impartation, but for you to walk in the fullness of that gift, you have to spend time in the secret place. For you to walk in the fullness of that gift, you're gonna have to seek the Lord and say, Lord, I don't wanna be a copycat, I wanna be an original. Show me everything you have for me and I wanna walk in the fullness of that. Anything else is literally just a slap in God's face. It's like, come on, the blood of Jesus was shed for you. Don't you think that he has enough for you? Don't you think that he has more for you? Don't you think that he's already thought through what your life's supposed to look like? Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Yep. And you know, remember, we, I taught on this not that long ago, Luke 640, a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. We just, I just recently taught a message on this. But Jesus, first of all, is the ultimate teacher. And we all know this, right? He ultimately is the teacher but he uses people in your life to equip you right but even as Paul said follow me as I follow Christ so we're to follow those that God has placed in our lives as they follow Christ we don't blindly follow don't blindly follow follow as they follow Christ right but ultimately everything that you really need and everything and the depths of who you are you're going to get that from the secret place so how do you increase in your anointing we literally let God fill us. We literally let him baptize us. We've been doing it all night long. We were, we were acted out Acts 10 38 over and over and over how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good. Yes, he went about doing good. What else does he went about doing? And healing all who were oppressed by the devil because God was with him and is with him. That's the most important part of that whole verse. Because God is with you. That's why you're going to grow in your anointing. You're in the secret place. You're seeking him. You're in, you're in the word. But God is with you. He's within you. And because he's within you, and you want everything that he has for you, you will grow in the anointing. Now, you will take steps, which are, it's called risk, right? Faith. You will take steps. You will, you'll need to step out and speak what God tells you to speak and do what he tells you to do. You'll need to step out, that's how you grow, It's how you learn to trust, It's how the relationship grows. But it all comes from him, all of it. And he also gets all the glory and all the credit. Never take the credit. Never take the glory. And don't let other people try to put it on you either. I'm not talking about false humility, I'm talking about honest, an honest lifestyle of saying, you know, thank you, I appreciate the compliment and I'm so grateful that the Lord chose to use me honest integrity honest humility not false humility of which there's plenty of that going around right so we know i cannot do anything you cannot do anything unless it's been received from from the father from heaven right and so but everything that he has given us we're going to fully walk in with confidence because we know it's it's not me it's christ in me it's why that he's called you to do what you never dreamed you could do That's why he chose you to do what you're doing today and even still what's going to come about in the tomorrows of your life that maybe you don't even know yet.